Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome to the Monday podcast. Why does the Biden administration want to track your bank account? We start there also with a look at inflation and what is coming. Then the the president says the real problem with the slowdown is trucks. There's just not enough truckers. Well, we talked to the Independent Truckers Association and uh, they say that's not true. They explain the problem uh, with the uh, supply chain. Also, uh, we talked to uh, two people that work at 3M. There was a protest today at 3M. People are saying, I am not going to get the vaccine. In fact, one guy on the phone with us from 3M says, I already got the vaccine, but I'm standing with people saying they shouldn't ever have to take it against their will. But... The CDC has announced there's going to be a new education and uh, and psychiatric counseling coming. A, a new plan that they have yet to unveil uh, that will help all of us. And finally, on today's program, alcoholics will save America. The 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 reason why AA should be applied to today's problems in America. And uh, the White House's national strategy on gender equity and equality and my truth that follows. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. So I want to talk to you about that choice. First of all, remember, if you believe Barack Obama, uh, I am just doing all these things to hype my ratings. I'm telling you, there is nothing that I would like to do less than this, to tell you the truth and to tell you what is coming your way. It is really important that you change your... um, Your status uh, as somebody who is casually watching the news to somebody who is really paying attention and preparing for what is coming. Today is a really important show that if you have the time, listen to all of it today. Uh, There is so much information. I could go for seven hours today. I've left so much off the table. I want to start with how the middle class is being helped by Joe Biden. The World Bank sees, quote, significant inflation risk from high energy prices. Energy prices are expected to inch up next year after surging more than 80% this year. They're expecting it to go higher, fueling significant near-term risks to global inflation. So it has gone up 80%. Why? Well, they say that it is a breakdown 
of the uh, system of importing all of the oil. So any country that is importing oil is facing 80% increase in the price of oil and more next year. Well, let me just say we weren't importing any oil. We were exporting as of December of this last year. In January, Joe Biden stopped all of that. So now we are importing oil. So the middle class family, if you are struggling just to count your pennies at the gas station, there is only one place to put that blame, and that is on Joe Biden and his administration. His administration wants to get us off of fossil fuels, so they are stopping all production of fossil fuels here in America and making us energy dependent in the Middle East. So you have inflation, but don't worry. They say that it's not going to be horrible. I mean, after all, the giant corporations didn't blink on Friday. Uh, Jerome Powell, who runs the Fed, uh, speaking at a Bank for International Settlements conference, he said the supply chain bottlenecks have caused the recent wave of inflation are likely to last last well into the next year. He said he could raise interest rates two times next year in an effort to tame pricing pressures. Even with that said, the Dow, the stock market, hit an all-time high on Friday. With them saying the breakdown of of the uh, supply chain and the problem with inflation... And we're going to raise interest rates twice next year. Somehow or another, the giant corporations just did really well. This is where you come in. You must pay attention. Do not believe there is no sanity anymore in the market. It is not connected to reality at all. By the way, um, China is now on the brink of absolute chaos. They are where we were in 2008, except their problem is much worse than it was in 2008 for us. If they don't bail their people out, there's going to be revolutions in China. If they just let it go They're going to have a real breakdown of their system. It is exactly what we went through in 2008. Do you think that's going to make your life better or worse? Do you think that your products that you go out and buy are going to be more plentiful or less plentiful? When we have to develop yet another booster shot... Are we doing it or are we waiting for China to do it? When they say build back better, they are not building anything that is actually helping the stability and the long term future for the United States of America. They are destroying our ability to be independent 
energy wise, independent, medically uh, speaking, uh, all our vaccines and everything else. Ninety nine percent of them are made over in China. Why aren't we investing in that? If we want to invest in building our country. okay, then why are we investing in equity programs? This is a destruction of our country, and it is coming. The Federal Reserve has now even said that the vaccine mandates are hurting employment numbers. Uh, let me give you the CDC director. Um, do we have this? We have this cut here uh, from the CDC director. Yeah, cut two, please. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in hey, getting stop vaccinated. Stop for just a second. So now, if you decide you don't want the vaccine, now the government will force you into counseling, which means you now are a psychiatric patient. There is something psychologically wrong with you. So they will provide psychiatric counseling for your mental health. Ah, uh, gee, I, man, I, I'm a little uncomfortable, but that's not all. They will also educate you. I like to call it re-education because that's exactly what it is. There is a plan is there anybody in the media asking to see that plan today? By the way, they also said that the definition of vaccines or fully vaccinated is going to change because there are more booster shots along the way. So if you believe that vaccine mandates are good, they're never going to stop. If you want a vaccine passport, you will constantly be putting into your body exactly what the federal government says you must do. And this is all this is all backed up by Anthony Fauci. Hmm. He seems to be a good guy. We're going to get into him next hour. I'm going to take a one minute break and then I'm going to come back to you and talk to you about your economy and and why the federal government is no matter what anybody says the most pushback on anything in the uh the build back better bill is the 600 or ten thousand dollar spy limit for the irs it's important that you and your friends understand why that is happening, because they are strengthening it. They just did in a memo on Friday from the White House. We'll explain next. 
This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Joining me now are two, two people that have a story to tell about something that I believe is happening today. Aaron Gonzalez and Michael Frazier are joining us. Aaron is a manufacturing engineer at the 3M uh, plant in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, Michael Frazier is a production operator at 3M and also a small business owner. We welcome both of you uh, to the program. Uh, one other thing. One other thing that I should uh, mention, Aaron, you are not vaccinated, correct? Yes, that is, that is correct, Glenn. And Michael, you are vaccinated. Yes, Glenn, I am vaccinated. Okay, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for being brave enough to use your name and tell us the story that you're about to tell. Who wants to start? Aaron can start. Yeah. Glenn, so um, something unthinkable has happened. The federal government is calling us federal contractors and has supposedly mandated that 3M require us to be vaccinated by December 8th. If we don't get an exemption, which is confusing, we will be terminated. There's so many questions. There's so little time. It's just um, putting a lot of stress on all of us. Um, I don't understand how this is happening can you tell tell me and the audience just so we i mean everybody's heard of 3m but what is it that you you make i mean you make the things that make things correct yeah so 3m is a huge company we make post-it notes scotch tape a lot of things that, that go into things we make electrical things in our plant we make some medical devices and a drug like litman stethoscopes um we just make so many things okay. uh but we're a really big company. Yeah. Okay. And so the federal government says that 3M is a contractor and 3M has decided they don't want to lose their business with the federal government. And so they are, um, they're enforcing a vaccine mandate that doesn't really even exist yet. Um, and are they giving you any outs on the, the vaccine mandate? Yeah, there's the medical exemption and the religious exemption. Now, I've heard they're kind of hard to come by, so I'm really leery of how they're going to review these and what they're going to do. And, you, you know, I, I don't understand how a contract between my company and the federal government overrides my rights to my body. If I don't feel safe in something, I shouldn't have this choice between the jab or my job. So, Mike, yeah. Michael, why are you part of this? Because you're vaccinated. I'm, I'm part of this because I, I made the personal choice to get vaccinated. Um, back in a time when, when the vaccination was being sold as something different than what it actually came to be. Um, my fight in this is I'm not interested in continuous boosters. I'm fearful. I have three daughters that are uh, elementary and, and uh, intermediate school age, and I'm fearful that from what I see in the in the news, that that's who they're targeting next. So, what are you guys going to do about it? We're, we're uh, our plant is a lot of a lot of good, hardworking folks in our plant are out on the sidewalk along the road now, protesting this today. And so, there is a a strike, if you will. Uh, it's a protest. It's a protest, and they're not. What's the difference between a strike and a protest? 
we there's some verbiage i believe federally where we have protection to protest for for the day okay without the recourse okay and what uh, are the hopes i mean how many people i know in missouri 3m employs what about 500 people yeah so how many well, people go ahead yeah, in our plant, we have about 470, but there's two other facilities as well that are pretty big also, so probably around 1,500 people total in Missouri. Okay, and how many people do you expect to be on the sidewalk protesting today? So today, there were about 40 people. Uh, there is a 3M-wide, U.S.-wide, or 3M uh, call-in protest today, and we don't have numbers because it's so hard to estimate this, and there's so many facilities. There's over 22 locations participating people that are sales rep people at corporate um we were estimating maybe between a a thousand to two thousand people but it's really hard to know this thing has a life of its own uh and and so what i mean you have only one day you can do this it's a little confusing glenn but um at some point a, a walkout protest can become a strike if it's done too often or for too long and it's confusing Okay, so what are you hoping will be accomplished today? Uh, a couple of things. One, first and foremost, we got to call all the Americans that are against forced vaccination to stand up because it's not going to stop with me here as a federal contractor. It's coming for everybody. They're going for everybody that's in companies with 100 or more people. And they're not going to stop there. In California, they've already mandated it for the kids. So we got to stand up now before it keeps going. They've already got the nurses. They're already doing the military. They just keep going. we got to come together. That's my number one goal is to get people to start coming together and stand up against this because it's not right. Michael? Yes. Your goal? My goal is that everyone's right to choose this is, is left intact. Um, and my daughter's... Uh, aren't forced to become part of an experiment. You guys, uh, from what I understand, um, you have had a couple of coworkers that have had problems with the vaccine. Yes, that that is correct. As, as I've been talking to people, it just shocked me. You know, in our plant, maybe fifty to sixty percent of the people are vaccinated, and just out of that small number, there's been. Um, four or five significant long-lasting injuries. One lady had a heart attack from the vaccine, um, and they're still wanting us to take this. How do you know it was from the vaccine? Um, Well, this lady told me that her doctor told her it was the day after her second vaccine. The doctor said the vaccine caused it. Hmm. So is this, when you're looking at this, um, I mean, I'm I'm heartened to see somebody who is vaccinated standing with somebody who is unvaccinated because it's tearing our country apart. Half of our country is being trained to be either afraid of the other half or to demonize the other half. Uh, and that is terrifying to me. So it is yeah. it's great to see that both vaccinated and unvaccinated are part of this. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of vaccinated people on that line today standing with us. Yeah, I agree, Glenn. Um, something I am so worried about is our president Biden. He is purposely using words uh, like like we're we're murdering people. He is. This is a persecution. Um, it, it, 
it's just unheard of in our country. You know, I'm unvaccinated, but I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not a murderer. I've never hurt anybody. Um, if I get some, some symptoms, I'm going to quarantine. I don't want to hurt people. And I just don't understand it because if you are vaccinated now, it turns out you can also spread COVID. I'm unvaccinated. I could also spread COVID. So there doesn't need to be hate between each other. We need to come together. Real leaders don't divide us and persecute their citizens. Let me play um, a piece of audio that came out this weekend from the head of the CDC. And Michael, I'd like you to start. Tell me what, tell me your thoughts on this again from the head of the CDC this weekend. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. Michael, your thoughts on a plan to educate and counsel those who don't want to get the vaccine? It's no different than than the what the 3M Center in St. Paul has become a, a, a liberal indoctrination center um, where they, they, they that clip said they're going to shove it down our throats until we comply. That, that's what I heard. Uh, Aaron? Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like re-education camps, potentially. Um, I'm capable of researching things. I have doctors. Um, we can make our decision. You know, I want to make the right decision. Um, what they're talking about, COVID being the biggest threat to a workforce, we've gone a year and a half, almost two years with this, and it hasn't disrupted us at all. We got 460 people. It did not disrupt our workplace. They're, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I worked more overtime in the past year and a half than I have my entire time at 3M in over 10 years. Uh, is Is the... Is it a liberal and conservative divide? I, I don't think so, Glenn, because I've talked to several liberals. One, one person, their favorite uh, person is Rachel Maddow. She was saying she agrees with this. The, the mandate is wrong. It's our body, our choice. And they're now le- learning, like, they're not comfortable with the boosters because they're, they're learning that this thing is sketched. So is today the last day that there would be anything going on at 3M? Can you even say? I'm not sure what we can say. I will just say that a lot of people are very distraught, and some people are sick. Um, Some people have vacation, and, you know, some people may continue to be sick and continue to take vacation over this. Uh, And um, uh, are you guys afraid of ramifications for being on the air and identifying yourself absolutely um retaliation just something that we don't we say we don't do um it's definitely on my mind yeah of course of course i'm worried you know i got two kids and a wife and uh the worst case would be if somebody gets mad at us and goes after them um this this is bigger than my job it's bigger than this company so I'm afraid, but I also know that 
this is so important. We got to do something. You two are remarkable, and uh, I'd like you to stay in touch with me. If there is any retaliation at all, you make sure that you call, I mean, whoever the local authorities are first, but you call us uh, and let us know. Is there anything that the millions of people that are listening right now can do in support? Stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, I think right. stand, yeah, stand up, call your your local officials, your state officials, you know, your, your senators, your congressmen, let them know where you stand. Um, talk to your friends. Um, if you can, walk out at your place of work. Stand together. We can be strong together. God bless you both. Aaron Gonzalez and Michael Frazier, uh, both with 3M uh part of a protest today against the vaccine mandates back in a minute you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program wow so costumes huh Costumes uh, that are targeted to boys place heavy emphasis on superheroes and action figures. Uh, And uh, they convey the messages that boys should be scary and gruesome. Huh, really? Because superheroes and action figures are gruesome. That is weird. Uh, But be careful of gender stereotypes. That's according to the ADL. Okay, why are they doing that? Well, because the whole world is going to conform, the question is, will you? I want you to understand, history doesn't just repeat itself. History is repeating itself. And you are at the beginning now of something extraordinarily dangerous. And I will tell you that we will make the Germans look like rookies in the end if we allow this to happen. The whole world is on the edge. China is on the edge of economic disaster. If they go down, just the supply line problem that we have will be enough to knock us flat. And there will be somebody there who says, I can rebuild it better. I can build back better. This is the Biden-Harris administration this weekend on Friday. (laughs) If you really want to bury something, you release it on Friday afternoon. Last Friday, they talked about ESGs and the new banking system. This time, they issued the first ever national gender strategy to advance the full participation of all people including women and girls in the United States and the world. Wow. Now, you would think they wouldn't want this buried, right? Why would you announce something, the first ever national gender strategy? Now, it does include women and girls. I don't think we need to stereotype. Well, I mean, exactly how do you define women and girls? I'd like the, uh, the Biden-Harris administration to answer that before we go on but they won't here it is 
President Biden and Vice President Harris believe that advancing gender equity and equality is fundamental to every individual's economic security, safety, health, and ability to exercise their most basic rights. It is also essential to economic growth and development, democracy and political stability, and to the security of nations across the globe, ensuring that all people, regardless of gender, have the opportunity to realize their full potential is therefore both a moral and strategic imperative. Wow, that sounds great, doesn't it? Yet no country in the world has achieved gender equality. And we are at an inflection point. Oh my gosh, build back better. The COVID-19 pandemic has fueled a health crisis, an economic crisis, and a caregiving crisis that have magnified the challenges that women and girls, especially women and girls of color, have long faced. You know, like being fired because... You won't take the vaccine, ladies. You lady nurses, you gotta go. It has exacerbated a shadow pandemic of gender-based violence in the United States and around the world. These overlapping crises have underscored that far too long the status quo have left too many people behind. The moment demands that we build back better. It requires that we acknowledge and address long-standing gender discrimination and the systematic barriers to full participation that have held back women and girls. It requires that we bring the talent and potential of all people to bear to face the challenges of our time. That's why the Biden-Harris administration established the White House Gender Policy Council, charged with leading the development of the first-ever national strategy on gender equity, which sets forth an aspirational vision and comprehensive agenda to advance gender equity and equality in domestic and foreign policy, and demonstrates that families, communities, and nations around the world stand to benefit. The strategy identifies 10 interconnected priorities. So, if you believe in protecting women... You have to believe in all of these things because they're all connected and they're all a priority. One, economic security. Two, gender-based violence. Three, health. Four, education. Five, justice and immigration. Six, human rights and equality under the law. Seven, security and humanitarian relief. Eight, climate change. 9. Science and Technology 10. Democracy, Participation, and Leadership These priorities are all linked and must be tackled in concert. The strategy also adopts an intersectional approach that considers the barriers and challenges faced by those who experience intersecting and compounding forms of discrimination related to gender, race, and other factors, including sexual orientation, ethnicity, religion, disability, age, and socioeconomic status. This includes the addressing of discrimination and bias faced by black, Latino, indigenous, Native American people, Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, and other people of color. Do you see where we're headed here? 
Do you see where we're headed? Any protected group is going to now get um, special privileges under the economy to make sure that we are addressing, let's say, climate change in the Aleutians because the Aleutians have Pacific Islanders. And they've always been downtrod, so we need to really work on climate change there and maybe not so much in your white town. Let me tell you something. If you think that these people actually care, actually care about women, let me remind you of Loudoun County, Virginia, where they tore a father apart and made him look like a madman terrorist because he was trying to defend his daughter who was raped. And the reason why they didn't want to bring up the rape is because it's from a gender fluid individual that was wearing a skirt who is a boy who went into the girl's bathroom to rape her. They don't care about women. If they did, I didn't see any of them on the ground in Afghanistan. They don't care about people who are actually being persecuted because of their sexual orientation. How do I know that? I didn't see them on the ground saving homosexuals in Afghanistan or in Syria or in Iraq. We did. Where were you? They also want to build on the historic Affordable Care Act and continue to expand and improve health care globally. Defend the constitutional right to safe and legal abortion in the United States. And address the pernicious effects of health inequity, including by addressing the maternal mortality crisis in the United States. They've got all kinds of things here that are going to make sure that they have, through the American Rescue Plan and through ESGs and through the government and their public-private partnerships, public-private partnerships to inform and educate and then make sure it's executed, to inform our ongoing and future efforts to advance gender equity at home and abroad, the strategy calls for continued accountability, consultation, and engagement as we work towards our collective vision for gender equity at home and abroad. Its implementation will guide strategic planning and budgeting, policy and program development, measurement and data, and management and training. We look forward to partnering with Congress, local, state, tribal, territorial governments, civil society, the private sector, foreign governments, and multilateral institutions to drive progress towards the objective outlined in this strategy. I didn't have enough time to go through all of the objectives in the strategy, but you can read it yourself at whitehouse.gov. It again was released 
last Friday, late afternoon. I want to I want to share with you the fact that the family is under attack. That the sacredness of being a man and the sacredness of being a woman is under attack and it's under attack to do one thing, destroy the family. That's it. This is the most evil plan I have ever encountered to destroy the family. Some organizations like BLM have that in their manifesto to destroy the family. This is now going to be implemented by the federal government through our banking systems and ESG and through everything else. It will touch every aspect of your life. Na, 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 na. 